0: Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Texas Hill Country Fishing Report with Greg Wielander from Upstream on the Fly. How you doing, Greg?
1: Hi Marvin, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm doing good. You know, uh, fishing has been good and, and, and we'll only get better because we're uh, finishing out March going into April.
0: Yeah, I took a look at your weather and, you know, it's warming up. I know you've got a little bit of weather coming through, but uh, things seem to be moving in the right direction.
1: Yeah, they are. You know, um, this time of year we're we're always dodging cold fronts, and um, you know what I mean by a, a cold front is, um, you know, this past week we just had a, a fairly strong north wind, you know, and that north wind hung around for like up to four days, and uh, what that means is, you know, we were experiencing overnight lows in the 40s and, and daytime highs barely getting into the 60s and you know when you had that wind blowing it it felt chilly um and you know with the cooler temperatures we we've even have uh um you know some days that you know the sun was out and and it looked nice you know and uh but being out in that water it was was chilly and uh some of our water temperatures have, have dipped back into the lower 50s um as a result of of those overnight lows and and that stronger north wind. Um, However, we're now headed in the opposite direction. You know, we've got the south winds, southeast winds, and, you know, that's the predominant wind. That's the wind we want to see here in central Texas, the southeast breeze. Um, That way the fish are happy. And um, another point is the smaller bodies of water, they cool down quicker, but they also warm up fastest, okay? So keep that in mind when you head out and uh, you know, your bigger reservoirs and bigger lakes or uh, they're not going to be affected as much during, you know, that four, four day uh, cool down. And uh, those water temperatures were already kind of in the mid fifties to upper fifties um, because the, uh, a lot of the bass are actually spawning on, on some of our bigger lakes here in central Texas. Um, but on on the on the riverside you know i've I've definitely kept my waders available you know um you always want to make sure this time of year i can't stress it enough is is to layer up you know when when an angler shows up and and wants to go fishing um just because the sun's out and it feels nice standing in the parking lot or, or at the back of your pickup um it'll fool you once you get on the water so um you know, layer up. You know, have a fleece and then, you know a couple layers of shirts, so you can always uh, take stuff off. But when you leave all your your apparel at home, it's it's hard to put it on when you're out there on the water. So um, keep that in mind. But um, over the last two weeks, you know we've had uh, we've had about an inch inch and a half of rain, and there's been um, there's been some more rain forecasted. It, it's been so dry you know here in central texas we've actually been in a drought and we could use some some heavy rains so we can set ourselves up for summer but on the other side you know not having you know a lot of rain right now but all the hill country streams and, and lakes are, are crystal clear and uh and that's positive for uh for catching okay and um we'll see how the weather plays out i know there's another shot at rain but um I think I think last night we had a uh, what's about a half inch in my rain gauge, and we had some pea-sized hail and some strong winds. So uh, have not been on the water since last night's uh, traumatic. There was even, I guess, some some possibilities of some uh, swirling winds. So uh, haven't been out on the water since last night.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a pretty normal uh, spring in uh, Central Texas if you're talking about hail and tornadoes.
1: Marvin, you're 100% on that, man. I mean, it's, uh, we're at that time of year where, um, it's either feast or famine.
0: But back to fishing.
1: Back to fishing. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I've been hot and heavy on the white bass. Okay. Uh, the white bass have, have been good here in central Texas. And, uh, this past week, though, with that stronger north wind, we did have a little bit of a, I'm going to say a little bit of a slower bite. It, it, was, uh, it was not a fish every cast, um, and we'd go for a few hours catching fish pretty regularly and then um, having to do a little more scouting to try to find some additional holes uh, where the fish were congregating. And, um, you know, the largemouth bass bite over the last week has been tough, and, uh, and that has to do with, you know, a couple things. More so was our north wind. Um, we did have, uh, north wind and the Guadalupe bass aren't as affected as much, but the largemouth definitely have been. And, uh, you know, we did catch a few decent largemouth this, this last week and, uh, it was really more bycatch, uh, trying to catch white bass. So, um, you know, m- you know, most of our local lakes and reservoirs in central Texas continue to have the white bass run and, um, uh, And they're going up all the tributaries, you know, and uh, you want to continue to fish those deeper pools associated, you know, next to the sandy gravel shoals. And we've got a full moon coming up here on March 28th. So um, that's important to be aware of because they will be um, this coming week as we work towards 28th. If you look out at night, you know, um, after it's been dark, you'll start to see as long as there's no cloud cover, you'll see a little bit brighter brighter evenings, and um, and that's also one of the triggers the white bass use to, uh, to start, you know, migrating up from the lake into, into the river, so um, I'm going to say we've probably got about another two weeks of white bass spawning, and then, then we'll be done, um, and also we've got the largemouth spawning on uh, some of our, our reservoirs, like Lake Travis, uh, for example, and um, so right now they're more worried about having babies than they are about, you know, eating. But, um, as we get into April, it's, it's going to be a lot of hungry fish wanting to eat, um, because the bass do spawn and they don't all spawn on the same day, the same week, or even the same weekend. You know, it, it's generally over about a two month period. So there's always fish going on the nest and there's always fish coming off ready to eat. So that's what makes spring, um, you know, a lot of fun here in central Texas or, or really anywhere in, in, in the United States. But um yeah, there we go. You know, I, um you know, I can't stress enough about folks that are, you know, I get a lot of texts and, and you know, Instagram direct messages about, you know, about the white bass. and And, you know, the response I'm telling everybody is, you know, it's, You know, the fish are in the same tributaries and due to the lack of rain on on a lot of our tributaries, now that could be changing with, with, you know, some of that rain we had here the other evening, but the fish are still in those tributaries. They're just not up where you normally go and find them. Okay. So you've got to, you've got to explore, um, you know, as you go towards the, uh, towards the lake for, um, for the white bass. And, uh, you know, we're we're kind of on the fourth week of white bass runs here. And, you know, they all go, you know, different bodies of water have different spawning dates, you know. Um, and as we get later into March, starting April, um, you'll see the white bass, you know, spawning more out west. That would be like the Llano River. And then as you go up north of Austin, up towards Waco, you've got, you know, tributaries up there. Um, that includes, you know, the brat, the Bosky and the Brazos and all that. So the whole white bass thing goes throughout the whole state of Texas and it's, it's a tiny thing, but, um, but yeah, let's, uh, you know, one of the things I, I can add is the, uh, the white bass that we've been catching, um, some of them are getting just shy of 17 inches and, uh, for a white bass, in central Texas, that is a, uh, that's about as big as you'll see, you know, um, it's definitely not a state record or anything, but it's, 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 very close when you catch, you know, white bass that are taping out at six and three, 16 and three quarters and almost, you know, 17 inches. You know, we're also catching a lot of crappie right now. Um, they're doing the same thing. They're kind of in the same locations, um, of our bodies of water up in our tributaries and, uh, You know, once you catch a crappie, try to put that fly in that same spot again because uh it's not uncommon to pull a dozen or so crappie out of that same spot. Um because they're 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 you know, they're school fish. They they school up and uh and there's there's more than one crappie that came out of that hole, so keep that in mind. Um but um like I said earlier, you know, most of our water temperatures on our big lakes are are in the upper fifties, the low sixties. So that definitely triggered the uh, the spawn and um, and our bigger fish you know you know your bigger females are up shallow and that's a lifetime fish you know um, a lot of times um, you know males especially it with a fly rod so, so those fish will come off those nests and they'll be ready to eat so um, the more days in the water right now the better off off you'll be as an angler um, they'll, they'll be chasing down your fly so let's talk about tips and techniques and and how to be um a little bit more uh positive out in the water and be able to catch some fish you know um you know for the white bass you know i've talked about it here in the past you know continue to target your deeper pools you know that are associated with your sandy and gravel shoals um and if you're not catching fish start moving to other pools you know um it's important to keep keep looking you know um don't just give up and um you know, this cool little weather last week did scatter scatter the white bass a little bit. And uh, another thing is to change up your retrieve. You know, sometimes the uh, the white bass are wanting to fly stripped as fast as you can, and, and you got to keep it moving. And, you know, um, I'm also starting to see where they want more of a slowdown, more of an erratic strip, you know, with a with strip and a pause in between. Um They'll, they'll get finicky like that sometimes. And uh, the one thing I haven't seen, though, is the uh, the pickiness on colors, okay? You know, all the standard colors for your white bass clousers are all still working. You know, olive over white, tan over white, chartreuse over white, and even gray over white. So um, your clear waters, size down, you know, size, size 8 is, is my go-to. And then if you're fishing uh, a little more off-colored water, and an off-colored would be, say, the uh, Colorado River above Lake Buchanan. You know, a lot of times uh, they'll get a little more off-colored, and that's where you want to use a, a size 6 clouds or a little bigger one. Um, or even on the lower Colorado, if you're fishing down there, um, the fish will stack up down there, you know, downstream of Austin. Um, because all the bodies of water around here have white bass. So uh, they all do the same thing. They run up the tributaries, no matter if they're already in a tributary or if they're coming out of a, a reservoir into a tributary. But the most important thing, if you're out there chasing white bass, is to use a sinking line or a sink tip line. And I always use a short three-foot leader. And I always prefer fluorocarbon for my leaders. Because it's more dense and it sink it sinks quicker, okay, than say a mono you know, nylon leader. Um and I'm using, you know, I'd only use ten and twelve pound fluorocarbon. Um, you know, for at least for my tippet and, and a lot of times since the three foot leaders were kinda of hard to buy, um I think the shortest leader I've ever seen is maybe like five foot. So just make your own, you know, just uh use a three foot section of, you know, ten or twelve pound fluorocarbon and uh put a perfection loop in it and you're good to go. Um, as far as fly rods, a five weights, my favorite, but you can fish a four weight or you can fish up to a six weight, um, in, in your rods, uh, for white bass fishing. And over the largemouth, you know, um, you know, a lot of the largemouth that, you know, we've been catching some nice fish using the small size eight clousers, um, you know, those, those large mouths are, are coming in the afternoon. You know, it's not, um, it's not been a morning game. And I think a lot of that is due to, you know, the overnight lows, you know, it's been a little chilly in, in the evenings and you don't, you don't need to be up there on the water at sunup. Um, but if that's the only time you've got go for it. But I, I, I find that the end of the day is a lot better. So uh, maybe get off work and and, uh, go make a few casts. You know, we've got daylight savings time in our advantage so it doesn't get dark, you know, going on. It's going on close to eight o'clock. I think some somewhere it's around 735, but, uh, we've got a little bit of time, but, um, Guadalupe's largemouth, you know, it's, uh, they're, they're wanting a little bit of a slower retreat, keep that fly to the bottom and, uh, you know, crawfish or, or, or any bait fish patterns have, uh, been putting fish in the boat. So, um, there we have it, Marvin. We're headed to the end of March here in the Texas Hill Country, getting ready for uh, April.
0: Well, there you go. And you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us or send them to us on our Facebook or Instagram page. If we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag, and we will enter you into a drawing for something cool from Greg at the end of the season. And Greg, before I let you hop, why don't you let folks know where they can find you so they can book you and fish with you?
1: Yeah, you can find me on my website. That's upstreamonthefly.com. And then I'm over on social media, both uh, Instagram and Facebook. And once again, that's upstream on the fly.
0: Well, there you go, folks. You owe it to yourself to get out there and catch a few. Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Greg.
1: Tight lines.